Once again, good morning. In high school, I had this nasty habit of getting complacent in my work, in my studies, in my homework. I often looked at what the bare minimum needed was to pass. For finals, I had the equation for figuring out what exactly I would need to make on that test to still pass the class. And then I would work towards that grade. I thought this was great because I did not need to give the extra effort to get the better grade. I just wanted to pass. And now I had a way to see this is what I need to do. And anything beyond that is a waste of time in my 17 year old mind. So if I needed a 40 to pass, I'm thinking awesome. I'm going for that 40 and stopping. Likewise, for research papers or essays, I would work towards the minimum page count, not the maximum. If it says three or four pages, I would stop at three pages and just throw a ending sentence there. <laughs> so here I was, a C student, when I really could have been more. And I was completely okay with that, much to my mom's annoying, annoyment. That is, of course, until I began applying for college. <laughs> then I realized my mistake. In striving for the bare minimum and being okay in my complacency, I put myself behind my peers in college. I had to change a work ethic in college. To no longer be okay with the bare minimum. To work to my fullest abilities. To push myself beyond what I was comfortable with. And I really don't think this situation was unique to me. I think as a society, we have become okay with complacency. We're okay doing the least we have to do. Of striving for the minimum instead of pushing ourselves. We are happy in our comfort and do not want to be pushed into places where we feel uncomfortable. And this is especially true when failure is a concern. The risk of failure stops us from doing new things, trying new things. However, allowing the fear of failure to motivate us allows Failure to win out. Perhaps it is time to step in the discomfort and allow ourselves to stay there for a while. Perhaps it is time to not let this fear of failure stopping us from acting out our discipleships. There are some readings from the Gospels that make us feel all warm inside. There are some where we think they're really easy to look at and explore that make us feel good and say, wow, the kingdom of God is wonderful. It's a wonderful thing. I want to be a part of that. And then there are some like today's reading. They may seem like they do not fit with the warm, beautiful kingdom of God image that we have. They may seem a tad unjust. However, they are in the gospel. For a reason. Jesus told these parables for a reason. It is that we need to hear them. 
We need to be reminded of them. Our gospel lesson from Matthew is the third parable in a row Jesus gave about waiting for the kingdom. The first parable deals with two servants waiting on their master to return. The second parable is the ten bridesmaids, which we heard last week. And then we have this one. Each parable, again, deals with the idea of someone waiting for someone to arrive. The two servants waiting on their master and the bridesmaids were waiting for their bridegroom. Our parable centers around three servants and their master. The master is going on a journey and trusts his servants with his money, with his possessions. And we are told each of the servant is left with a different amount based on their capabilities. The first with five, the second with two, and the third with one. Now the talent was equivalent to the amount of money a servant would make in 15 years. 15 years. So that was a large sum of currency the servants were entrusted with. Even for the one who was given just one talent. It may be hard for us to imagine a master entrusting a servant with such a large amount of his property. When the first century Israel, and certainly for the Matthaean community, the idea was familiar. We see in two other parables in Matthew, the vineyard, and again with the two servants earlier on. In today's parable, the first two servants invested the talents, doubling what was entrusted to them. Yet the third servant, who was given one talent, did not. Perhaps due to his fear of his master, or perhaps not wanting to completely lose everything entrusted to him, he buried it. He hid it where it just sat. The first two are allowed to enter into the joy of their master. However, the third servant, who did nothing with his master's talent, was called lazy and cast out into the darkness. The first two servants were good stewards of their master's talents. They worked hard while their master was away on his journey. And the third did not. He did nothing with the talent while his master was away. The treatment of the third servant may seem a bit unjust or unfair. He did not lose the talent. He just did not invest it. He did not do anything with it. He sat on it. He was scared of what may happen. He was scared of failure. And that may be what Jesus was warning us about. To not be scared of investing what has been given us. To not be scared of investing our, our discipleships. The kingdom of God. To not be okay with doing the bare minimum. To not accept complacency. The third servant could be those who wish to preserve their old ways. To not go out and invest in the gifts God has given. To not be willing to risk failure. When reading this, I picture myself as a member of Matthew's community. Jesus had been gone for a while. 
And he left these people in charge of his harvest. How might I have looked at this parable? I think the message was pretty clear. While we are waiting for the return of the Lord, or while they were waiting for the return of the Lord, they needed to prepare themselves. With the parable of the ten bridesmaids, we reminded of the importance of being ready for the return of the Lord. With this parable, we are reminded of the importance of keeping busy while we wait the return of the Lord. While he is away, he has entrusted us with his talents. And we are expected to invest those, to use them, not being afraid of what happens. Just as the master returned to collect his property, Jesus will want to settle our account, so to speak, when we enter into the kingdom. It's easy for us to remain complacent, to not go out and risk, to not risk, to not risk doing the work God is calling us to do. It's because that risk often involves a risk of failure, of something not going right or going the way we planned it. And failure is something that we have long been taught is a bad thing. We never want to do anything that could end in failure. So we try to avoid it. Same with the servant. He did not want to risk the talents with the risk of failure. With the risk of losing it all. The question I wish to ask. Are there talents in our lives or places in our lives where we are not taking risks because of failure? Are there places we as a church are not taking risks because of failure? And I realize this may be a difficult question to ask during this current time in our world. During the pandemic. But even with distancing, we are still left in charge of the harvest. There is still a harvest out there that needs tending, that needs cultivating. There's still work that needs to be done in new ways, in creative ways. And failure could happen. Perhaps it is time we look at what failure means a bit differently. Perhaps it is not something we should be, that should be feared or avoided. Perhaps we can look at it as a learning experience because failure is not the end to our work. Failure is a learning experience and we go on. Let us take what God gives us and work to the betterment of God's kingdom despite any failure that will come our way. Because we will fail. We're humans. It happens. But that will not determine our work. That will not determine our relationships with God. What determines that is what we do after the failure. Or even what we do before it. Will we play it safe and work for the bare minimum to avoid failure? Or even what, or, or will we go out into the harvest with our masks on? And do the mission God has called us to do. The mission that Christ has left us with, with all our hearts, souls, and minds. Despite any failure that may come our way. 
My friends, let's do the work God has before us. Let's use our gifts that God has given us and not concern ourselves with the risk of failure. Right now, we are doing church differently. And as we enter next year, we may be finding new ways of doing things that were comfortable for us. And we must not let the fear of failure stop us from doing whatever work is before us, for trying ministries in new ways, for being in relationship in different ways. And some things we may try will not work out, and some will. We must not let the failure stop us from trying, though. So here we are today. We don't know when the Lord is returning. We are still waiting. Even in the midst of this pandemic, we are still waiting. Some of us are saying, hurry up, let's go. (laughs) But we're waiting. We're waiting for our Lord's return, the kingdom of God's return. So like the servants, we are entrusted with something, with that kingdom. We're entrusted with the kingdom here on earth. So my question is, are we going to sit with what we have and not find a way to work because of the risk of failure? Are we going to do the work, even if it means doing it differently? I say, let's find new ways to keep busy while we wait. Amen.